Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 160 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's episode, Diabetes Fast Forward, is with Sarah. Sarah is the mom of a child with type 1 diabetes, but just like every week, this conversation is going to go in a number of different directions. Something for everyone. I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors, Dexcom and Omnipod. You can go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to find out more. If you're interested in tubeless insulin pumping, Omnipod is for you. And of course, I don't know how you manage type 1 diabetes without seeing what your blood sugar is doing. I found it very difficult before Dexcom and now I find it much easier. Actually, there's going to be some ads today as there's going to be every week. And I'm going to read you Arden's A1Cs over history, show you just what this technology can do. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before being bold with insulin. Quick note, for the first few, I can't say for the first few minutes. Hmm. For the first, in the beginning of the episode, Sarah's microphone's rubbing her shirt, but we figure that out and stop it. My name is Sarah. I am a mom to two kids. I have a five-year-old son, and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Emma, who was diagnosed with type 1 back in August of 2016. So we've been at this uh, about a year, just over a year. And I just shared with Sarah right before we started recording that I don't remember why she's on the podcast. <laughs> so um, she's going to remind me now why she's coming on the podcast. Well, you thought it, you thought it was because I was going to, you know, give you hate mail or something, but it's actually quite the opposite. I'm on here because I am a juice box podcast groupie. Oh. I would say that's what my husband calls me. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> odd to think that that exists in the world, but thank yes. you very much. I, I tell your husband, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I, I had dropped you a few notes. We've been getting um, some good A1Cs, and every time I got my A1C back, or my A1C back, my daughter's A1C back, I was messaging you to let you know. And then this last time, I finally said, I'm not trying to get a pat on the head. I just, I'm so grateful, and I just wanted you to know. And I just, every time you said your intention for the podcast was to fast forward people, I'm in my kitchen screaming, That's me, that's us, it's happening. That's so cool. And by the way, Sarah, now, um, and my wife would just give me endless about this if she heard this. But now I 100% remember all of our going back. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I am, listen, this is not a profession for me. I cannot be held accountable 24 hours 7. No, but you, I like what you do. And I hope it doesn't surprise you or make you feel less special. You're not the only one who sends a note once in a while and says, Help. Oh, no. Right. No, no, no. So, so sometimes it's hard for me to... Um, and I'm notoriously bad with names. So oh, yeah. I remember things in ways that, so here's an example. I've been playing words with friends with somebody in the diabetes community for years. <laughs> and their handle reminds me of the weapon from one of the Avengers movies. I believe, <laughs> I believe it was called the Tesseract. Okay. But that's not in any way how his handle is spelled. But when I see it, that is the word I hear in my head. <laughs> and my wife says that I have incredible narcissism, and this is why I don't remember people's names. I disagree with her. I think, <laughs> I, of, as, as I'm assuming a narcissist would do, but I don't believe I, it. Nevertheless, 
I think she's saying it in jest, but I can't tell. Uh, but, but I'm just really terrible with names. So I remember people like she'll come home and she'll say something about a woman at work. And I'm like, is that, a, is that the lady whose daughter did this thing and that and this? And she's like, you remember all that? I'm like, yeah. She goes, what's her name? I'm like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, so. you remember the details. You're a detail guy. Yeah, you know? I don't think that's true either. So, but I appreciate. <laughs> it. <laughs> so, uh, so let's jump right into it. Okay. This po- So, so you are. I've said it a couple times. I'll I'll say it briefly here. I don't think of this podcast as an art form, but mm-hmm. I, but I make this. I make this. I draw this this parallel to it. I think sometimes when people create things. It means one thing to them, and then it means something else to the people who are consuming it. And yeah. I don't know that the person creating it can all, ever put themselves in everyone's position. So you're here doing this thing that I just spoke about myself in the third person. I'm here doing this thing that I realize because of feedback is being is valuable to people, but it is probably mm-hmm. valuable to people in a bunch of different ways that I didn't intend, which is great. And And at the same time, I, I'll never know because I don't speak to most of you. And, sure. and so it's, it's a weird position to be in on my side. All I know is my intention. My intention was I thought that I could, I thought that if you spoke to somebody and listened to other people talk, people could get fast forwarded through diabetes a little bit. That was just sort of my, my thought in the beginning. Yeah. To, to hear that it's happening for you is very exciting. So yes. tell me a little bit about, you know, give me a little diagnosis and tell me what happened and we'll, we'll start from there. Okay. Um, yeah, it was last summer and Emma was six at the time. And all of a sudden I noticed, you know, classic, she's drinking a lot. She's going to the bathroom a lot. Um, but it's summer and it's hot and she's running around and who thinks anything of that? Um, and then it just kind of, it stepped up from there where we couldn't leave the house where she wasn't asking for a bottle of water and she'd drink like the entire bottle of water and five minutes later asked me for more. And uh, my mom was actually a nurse at a high school and uh, had talked about her diabetic students and for some reason it stuck with me that excessive thirst and urination was a sign of uh, type 1. And so right away... I don't want to know what I know, but I know what I know. And of course, Google confirms everything that I'm thinking. Darn that Google. Um, and so I finally uh, took her in and it was just this like horrible sense of dread taking her in, hoping it was a UTI. I knew it wasn't a UTI. And they uh, found glucose in her urine and then they did a finger prick and was too high for the meter. So we did a draw, and her blood sugar was 606. Yeah. Sarah, can I ask you, is your, uh, is your microphone touching something? Um, I don't know. I is hear, it? Are you moving? I just hear a little, like, I hear this. Oh, okay. So Shoot. When, it's, it's fine. It's, it, everyone understood everything you were saying. I just, okay. So you go into the hospital. It's exactly what you expect because we all have Google at this point, and it's not too yeah. hard to figure out. Um. Would you say that you prepared yourself before you went in or were you a little like, did it still bowl you over? What was the initial feeling like? I was definitely still stunned to be hearing it out loud, you know, verified by a doctor. And, um, but I knew I had done some reading and I, I figured if this was going to happen that we'd be on our way to the hospital. So I wasn't surprised by that. 
Um, and ironically, I did not realize this until months after diagnosis. One of the things I read the day I took her in was uh, your story of diagnosis with Arden. Oh, wow. And I, I, did, I didn't connect the dots till months later. But um, And thankfully, Emma wasn't in DKA or anything like that. She seemed fine. But I knew that uh, I had a grandfather with type 2. And I knew that 300 was a really high blood sugar. So when they said 606, I... I thought this well, isn't even possible. That, that's double really high. Yeah. yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not possible. She wouldn't be standing here. So when you Googled, you found my blog. Yes. And we tell, and there's that story about us being on vacation, Arden being diagnosed yep. on vacation. Oh, wow. And then you found the podcast much later, but not through the blog. But not through the blog. Yep. I'm not doing a very good job with that blog. Apparently. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually found your podcast because I wanted, I was uh, looking at Omnipod this was only a month after we were diagnosed or she was diagnosed and I was searching, um, podcasts like in, you know, iTunes podcast app for anything having to do with Omnipod. And that's how I found you. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you did. You found the podcast and you're like, all right. So what is your intention though? Like, because I guess, let me ask you this. What does the doctor tell you? What do you, what, what's the information you leave with after the, the diagnosis that leads you to think I should figure out more than what I've been told. Because I'll be honest with you, when we were told, now it's a long time ago and the internet wasn't quite what it is now, but when we were told Arden had diabetes, we were just like, all right, well, the lady told us what to do. Yeah. You know, I never considered there should be more to figure out, I guess. Sure. Well, I, I, we went through our two day education and I really left feeling like, um, but they, they really wanted us to keep our expectations low. Okay. And that's just not my personality. That's not the way I do anything, really. Um, we left, and they basically said, you know, this is really hard. Uh, it's really hard to manage some kids. So, you know, don't shoot for perfection. Um, here's, you know, her range was like 80 to 200. And I just remember thinking, I don't want her blood sugar to be 200. Mine isn't 200. That makes no sense to me. So I searched around when I got home. And of course, I found these giant Facebook groups where everybody, the sky is falling. And Mm -hmm. my kid almost died again last night. And I'm just horrified. Yeah, sure. Horrified. Within a week after we got home, I'm doing what they're telling me. And I called, we got home on a Friday and her, her Lantus was at like five units and I was checking her overnight and she was always in the sixties the overnight. Yeah. And for me at the time, I was freaking out, like sure. grab the juice box, let's go. Um, and so I, on Monday morning, I called in right away with my numbers and I said, you know what? I don't, I think, you know, there's no food, there's no active, you know, meal insulin on board. I think it's the, the, the long acting and they said, well, yeah, let's dial it back a half unit and see how that goes. And then it occurred to me that they're just guessing. Yeah. They're guessing. And I'm like, if they can guess, I can guess. Good for you. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was both terrifying and empowering at the same time because I realized they, I, nobody knows exactly what to do here. Um, yeah, because there's no data. It's just, it, you know, you're like, hey, this is happening. Can you help me? And the person says, can you hold on one second? In the background, you hear this. And you go, did you just throw a dart at a wall? Yeah. Did, yeah did you, <laughs> did you, do you have a bunch of um, responses up on the wall? And you're just like, let's try 
decreasing it by a half a unit. I know. I, I like spinning the wheel. You know, like, yeah. well, let's wait and see. What the, and, and it's it's based on, listen, it's based on some concept, right? Like it, mm-hmm. they just thought, let, let's move it down a little bit. But you, you, you read through the rest of it, the idea that this isn't based on like, there's not some rule book that's right that she flipped to page 74 on and just told me what yeah. to do. Right. Yep. Nope. And that's what I was hoping I would get calling in. And then, and then I, I made that first move myself that first week. I dialed it way back. Um, I think she told me a half unit. I did a full unit. It wasn't enough. I mean, at the end of that week, I had her down to one unit of Lantis, and that finally worked out. But I was not going to wait for them to tell me it was okay. Sarah, I still hear the noise. If you're not moving, it might be something else. I I don't think I'm moving. I'm trying to sit still. Okay. Is there a fan on in the room? Air conditioner? Uh, nope. Um, Here. Nothing. Is that better? It's tough. It's only it's when you speak. So your mic is your mic does this great thing, which a lot of mics mm-hmm. do. Which you, when you're when you're not speaking, it doesn't send. Okay. Audio. And so I can't tell until. You're oh, talking. you know what? I can tell. It might be. I have this like shirt on with a big collar is it better now i haven't heard it oh it's probably rubbing against my collar i'm sorry i didn't even think about that it's fine it's fine you've just named the episode we're gonna call this i shouldn't have picked Um, this shirt (laughs) this is not my (laughs) so okay so so what do you think you said it's not in your nature Right. right so is that just all it is, is that you think that you heard something that didn't make sense and you, and instead of going, well, that's what the doctor said, you were like, no, I don't care what the doctor said. That doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, there was there were a couple little things in the hospital. There was one CDE there that had type 1. So I like zoned in on her immediately. I wanted to know what she thought about everything. Um, and she mentioned something just very like under her breath, almost so like nobody would hear her about when to give insulin before a meal. Um, and they were telling us, give it, give it right away, eat, you know, just like we're doing in the hospital. And she said under her breath, well, I think, you know, ideally you'd give it 10 to 15 minutes before. And then they kind of glossed over it and moved on. And I thought, and I was, I wrote that down right away and thought, okay, well, why wouldn't I want the ideal situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why did she say that? And then everybody else just sort of looked at the ceiling. Exactly. Exactly. And, and do you think it's because the other people don't know and she knows because she has type one or do you think it's b- because they have a, because they don't tell people. They just, people. I think they just don't tell people that I think, uh, the least common denominator thing and you know, you're so new and I get it. I get the whole thing, why they do it that way. Um, right. it's just, it would be helpful you know, to get that, some of that information up front. So you're not just thrown in and seeing crazy numbers and, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. If you're, if you're a CD, if you're, (laughs) listen, if you're an endocrinologist and you're listening to this, why you wouldn't just say to somebody, Hey, look, it takes the insulin a little while to start working, but in the first couple of days, let's not overwhelm you. Uh, but here's here might be the plan moving forward. Just pay attention to these things. If you see a, a spike or raise in the blood sugar, maybe you could move that insulin ahead a little bit. Give it give it a chance. I don't know why you wouldn't just tell somebody that. Like you know, don't do it right now. But in the future, when you feel more comfortable, it, just to give them the idea. Because otherwise, you just go home and think, I'm doing everything they told me. It's not working. I'm screwed. Exactly. Yes. Right. That's exactly what you think. And and you're t- I was testing it weird times. Again, I think it's just my nature. I wanted to know. Um, right. 
And, you know, she was always high. And yeah, you get really frustrated. I'm doing what they're telling me to do and it's not working. And there's got to be something else. There has to be something better. And then, you know, I'd seen a few people online saying, you know, um, that they were, their kids' A1Cs were in the sixes. And I was like, well, it's possible then, you know. And then I found you and the rest is kind of history. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about Omnipod. Arden's endo appointment was yesterday. Her A1C was 5.9. I asked the endocrinologist to print out the entire history of Arden's A1Cs. She gave me all the way back to 2006, her very first one. They were 10.9 and 8.5 and my gosh, they were like that for a long time. Then the day I found Omnipod, everything got easier and her A1C came down more. But I still didn't completely understand how to use insulin. I was still afraid. I got Dexcom, I got a little less afraid. And then it's amazing when you look at this list to see right where I decided to use this technology as more than just a convenience. An insulin pump isn't just not having to do shots, it's having the ability to make smaller boluses, more frequent boluses, to manipulate your insulin by doing temporary increases and decreases to your basal insulin. It is so much more. When I absorbed that and began to use the Omnipod that way, things just took off. You can go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or click on the link in your show notes to get a free no obligation demo pod, something you can hold and touch and try on and see what you think. After that, if you're in, it's a real simple process. When I look at these A1Cs, I can't believe that I spent so many years using injections and not understanding how to use insulin. 8.4, 8, 8.2, 8.3, and then all of a sudden, here it is, I figure it out. 7.9, 7 7.7, 6, 6, 1, 5, 8, 5, 6, 6, 1, 5, 9. Their kids' A1Cs were in the 6s, and I was like, well, it's possible then, you know? And then I found you, and the rest is kind of history. Because that is all you have to think is that if, if, and that's always been my contention, if it's happening and you're not doing it, then it seems like a big idea, but it's not so much that you're just not, I guess it does sound stupid when I say it, but I guess you have to listen through it a little bit. If, if, if someone's doing something and it's working for them and you're doing something, it's not working for you. You're just simply not doing something they're doing. So and it sounds like it sounds big when you don't know anything about the thing you're talking about. I get mm-hmm. that. But that's why it's incumbent upon people to come along and say, hey, here's these five or six things you should probably be thinking about because one of these might really make a difference for you or all of them in some, you know, some combination. We pre-bolus, you know, consistently at home. We struggle sure. out and about, you know, at like birthday parties and things like that um, mm-hmm. where the food comes out and she's looking at me like, you know. I'm not going to wait 10 minutes here. Like, there's cake, so move it or lose it. <laughs> How old is she? She's seven now. Yeah, yeah, it might be a little difficult. I just, you know what I've realized recently is that when you can't pre-bolus as much, you just bolus more. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just because then you just, if that makes sense to, to somebody listening, the pre-bolus is perfect because in, the, in a perfect situation, you use less insulin. And I don't want to think, you shouldn't think of this in my mind as a, as an either or. I think you should always be pre-bolusing. Should always be giving the insulin time to get to work before the food gets to work. Um, but at the same time, if you do get one of those situations, 
it really is kind of helpful just to bolus the amount you need plus some amount in your head that you think, well, and here's some because I didn't pre-bolus and here's some to try to keep the spike away. And, uh, you know, I just yesterday, yesterday morning, such a great example. So Arden's got a head cold right now. And so it started developing yesterday. So she gets up in the morning, she's real stuffy. Um, and her blood sugar is like 65 and she's upstairs with my wife. I'm down here, like thinking about making a big breakfast for everybody. So my wife's like, I'm going to jump in the shower. I shut her basil off for a half an hour because she's still kind of waking up. And I was like, okay. So she comes downstairs. Uh, you know, I have to run to the store because I don't have all the ingredients that I think I have. And in that time, my wife keeps her basil shut off for even longer, gives her a little food, and it doesn't move her ins- her blood sugar. Yeah. And so my wife's like, well, I gave her more, but I didn't bolus for it. And I said, there, here, I told her, I said, this is a really interesting space for her because my wife's still, like, learning the, the stuff that we talk about in the podcast mm-hmm. too, right? I said, basil was off for an hour. She was only 65. She was steady at 65. You gave her carbs. And, she, and then my wife said, but her blood sugar didn't go up. And I said, yes, but it was going to. Yeah. And I said, and that's the, that's the next step is to understand you can't – sometimes you can't treat what you see. You have to treat what you know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's a real leap to make. You know, like do I, how do I bolus my kid whose blood sugar is 65? Exactly. And I've been, trying for, you know, I've been trying for an hour to get it up. But if you stop and look back and do the math, you shut the basil off for, a half an, for an hour – your blood sugar hasn't gone down. It hasn't gone up. Mm-hmm. You've, you've added carbs. Carbs always need food. When carbs don't need food, it's because something else is taking care of the carbs. It's not because carbs just stopped magically needing food this hour. That's not, and I know it feels like that to people sometimes. Like, well, I, you know, I just gave her food and gave her food and her blood sugar didn't go up. Like, it's like she, you, know, you hear people say, it's like they're cured. And I'm like, well, it's not. <laughs> what it's like is that there's something else pulling your blood sugar down that you're not aware yeah. of. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it doesn't exist because you don't know what it is. And by the same token, once you can see this steady number that's not moving and you've restricted insulin and you've added carbs, your next thought has to be 65 or not, I have to bolus right mm-hmm. now. And so I get back to the house, which by the way, the, uh, the ingredient I did not have was buttermilk because I was making um, waffles from scratch. And so I got back to the house with all my stuff. I start cooking right away. I'm like, this is great everything's going to be fine. My wife's making bacon. I'm like whipping up fresh waffles and I hear beep, beep. Uh-oh. I was like, wait, why is that happening? Cause I'm making waffles. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and, and she's like one forty. Oh man. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and so, and so Kelly explains everything that happened. I was like, okay, now lots of things could happen in that situation. I've seen everybody online have every, you know, reaction known to man. What I did was I said, it would take a unit and a half to stop the arrow fast. It would take another unit and a half to bring it back to where I wanted it. And I thought the waffle was going to be eight units and we're not eating for 20 minutes. So I just gave her 11 units. of it. Holy cow. <laughs> I was like, here, here's 11 <laughs> units. <laughs> now that there's a lot of, there's a lot of in there. Like I have to trust she's going to eat the waffle, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, and so I looked at her and I was like, I know you don't feel good. Are you going to eat the waffle? Absolutely. And I was like, excellent. And so here goes the 11 units. She's, I don't even stop to see what happens afterwards. I just cook the food and I give it to her. 
And about an hour later, I said to my wife, I was like, hey, look at Arden's blood sugar. Because the beeping, I had not gotten any beeping. So I said, what's Arden's blood sugar? She said, you know, it's 120. And I was like, yay. Yeah. And by the way, she didn't finish the, she didn't finish the whole. Oh, wow. So she left like four or five bites of the waffle. It was a big like Belgian waffle. Yeah. So she left like four or five bites of that. But I also only thought that eight units was for the waffle. I didn't stop and think. We use, you know, low carb sugar. It still has some carbs in it. You know, she had, you know, bacon, so there's some fat, changes how things work, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, the answer was, hey, my blood sugar's high, and it's going up really fast. You need insulin. A lot of insulin. Go now. Yeah. And if she leveled off at 120, maybe it was good she didn't finish the last couple of bites. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, because, because what people do sometimes is, right, they're like, I gave you insulin for that. Eat every bite yep. of it. Except, except you're not some computer. And you, di- you know what I mean? You didn't figure out exactly how much. You- try it next time. Next time you make a bolus, right? And, you, and you're like, oh, three units. Put in three and a quarter. Nothing different will happen. It's not like, it just, trust me, mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're still a little stuck in the like bolusing for like every little thing. And I'm trying to get away from that and pay more attention to the units going in. They just changed so rapidly in the first year, though, because she was honeymooning and then this and that. So her carb ratios are like half of what they were when she was diagnosed. But sure. I'm trying to get there. Like I know a piece of toast takes a unit now and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's it's trial and error, which I can't stand. I can't stand trial and error, but it is, that's what it is. <laughs> and so that's even interesting too. So I, I, you know, at this point, it's probably fair to say I preach on here about that. You just have to do it. It's got to work or not work to some level. You take that information back with you, but that's not your, so it is in your heart. You want to be a person who's like, I know what to do. There's a rule here for this. I follow it. And if I follow it correctly, it works, mm-hmm. but you broke, you broke away from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, because? Because you have to go with the feel. I mean, I'm having those matrix moments, finally, right? They're not all the time. I'm still hustling quite a bit. I look at the CGM a lot. But I'm finally having those moments where it's like, I know what's going to happen here because I've seen it happen 50 times. You know, and it's everything's slowing down just a little bit. And, um, and but yeah, I but trial and error, I didn't like it when the kids were babies you know, and the sleep and all that, I, mm-hmm. I wish I could just dial it in. And I think for me to emotionally kind of accept diabetes being a part of our, our lives and her life, I needed to find a way to manage it. And I think that's why I so like, I went after this. So, you know, intently right. was that now that we have, I mean, I don't want to use the word control, but our A1Cs, you know, we have some good control ish. Um, it makes me, I'm just so much more even emotionally. Yeah. Well, it could be because everything, because you're starting. So, but here, let's not lose sight of this. How long has she had? <laughs> like uh, a little over a year, 13 months. Yeah. So you're away. Yes. Right. 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 Like, so you're having that feeling, but, and I, and you know, because I guess, because we talk about it here, but you wouldn't know otherwise. If you didn't find the podcast, you didn't find other people to listen to, you know, you wouldn't know this, but you're so far ahead of how most people are in this situation. Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, I, 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 I think I am. I mean, I know we have, we're early and we have, there's so much more left to learn and you never, you know, really know everything, but that's why I think I reached out. Cause I'm just in my kitchen saying, 
we're the people you're talking about. This happened for us. Like, I didn't have to go through two years of struggle and high A1Cs to figure it out. I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing. It's been no, wonderful. I appreciate I appreciate that this is happening for you. Like, it just, it makes me, I don't know, I feel happy while you're talking. Good. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you. And I've been married a very long time. I'm not used to, I'm not used to women being this kind to me. It makes me uncomfortable. A little I'm, bit, sorry. Not, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's my husband said. I'm a groupie. So, you know. Yeah. If you were to now tell me that I was doing something wrong mm -hmm. and it was something very small that seemed very inconsequential <laughs> for the world, then I would be more comfortable. Probably. I know. Uh, but, but, but no, no, no. Seriously, you're very kind that you're willing to come on and talk about this. But moreover... This is the episode that I've been, it's funny, as I in the beginning said, I have no idea why I'm talking to you, but I remember why I'm so excited to talk to you because, because this is what I, th this is the next step. Like until then, it's just people have to believe it. You know what I mean? They hear it and they have to believe what I'm saying. Yep. Now, now you're coming on and you're saying, look, I believed it and it's working. It is. And, and so, so this episode is basically me congratulating you. <laughs> That's how someone will hear it, by the way. Oh. One, there is one terrible review of the podcast. It's like, that guy's a monster. Oh. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. But, but, but that is what they heard. Like when I was trying to be positive for all of you and trying to be you know, hopeful for all of you, the only way I could really do that is by saying, look, I'm doing these things and here's the results we're getting. What she heard was, I'm great at this. Oh, life. yeah, I don't. And, and, so, and so it's important joking aside it's important for people to understand that that it's that this works that like you, if you're at home listening and then you just get out and you go well i'm not going to try this time mm -hmm. like you you shouldn't do that like every download i see the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have downloaded this podcast i want if you guys went forward most of you would have a great success mm -hmm. and the rest of you would just get closer and so you know if it, it just I know it's there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Some people have extenuating circumstances and extenuating health issues that might stop this from being as valuable for them. Sure. You know, you know, I heard from one woman who said, like, my insulin sensitivity is so crazy, I can't free balls. Okay. Now, now she might be 100% right about that, and she may have just been living with diabetes so long that she's talked herself into believing this is true. I, I don't know. Like, I can't tell that. You know? We, I think the beauty of us being so new is that I was like a blank slate coming in when I found your podcast. I found it less than a month after she was diagnosed. And what right. you were saying and the conversations you were having just made so much more sense to me than what I was hearing from our endo. And it was like, every time you shared a success that you had with Arden, and I, by the way, I love that you're talking about pizza and Chinese food and cake and, and, and right. stuff that kids actually want to eat, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're doing it and you're having good results. That was just like a beacon of hope for me. That was not, I didn't think you were bragging. You know, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, what? someone can do, if he can do it, I can do it. You know? Listen, it's, it's only one review, but it still made me cognizant of the fact that, you know, you can't like, like I didn't want to be the person who was like, Hey, I'm doing this and you're not, yeah. you, you, you know, like that's not, wasn't the goal of this at all and would never be my goal. But it's still, if you just came in from nowhere and I guess maybe grabbed the wrong episode or got me back far enough when I didn't maybe know what I was doing with this as well or something, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I can see where that could, that could happen. But I just, I, I don't know how else to say that it's just really gratifying to hear what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, it's amazing that it's working and it, what it makes me feel 
if I can give you a little look into me, is that what we really need to do, what the pod, if, if the podcast is ever going to be a real like success, we have to talk endocrinologists into this. Yeah. Not, not, not like they need to know on day one that this is how they should be talking to you. And if they did, then, you know, because I think the fear, well, I always talk about the patients, you not being afraid, but I think they're afraid too. Yeah. You know, and so the fear is, is stilting everybody and it's stopping everyone from doing probably better than they are right now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that if we could prove, keep trying to imagine how to do that. Like if you could get everybody to listen to the podcast to like put their information down, like, hey, this is my A1C when I started listening and this is my A1C three months later, six months later, a year later, maybe you could, maybe I could take that data to like a children's hospital or something like that and just say, look, this is, this is what people are reporting back from just being given more tools up. Sure. You know, like it would be cool. I don't know if that's something I could ever accomplish, but I I do dream about it a little bit. That would be amazing. I know I, I kind of been an, I'm an anomaly at our endo and they kind of just look at me like, how are you doing this? You know? And I mean, they don't, did you tell them it's a podcast? (laughs) I did. I said, there's like a parent out there giving out this great information and, and that's how we're doing it. I mean, they don't, they got to find something to pick at. So we do have, we got, we have some lows. I mean, not crazy lows, but I don't, I don't see how you can run tight and not have some lows. But so they have always kind of talked to me about that. I, I mean, I have the, I have the Dex information to prove that she's not sitting at 50 all the time. And she's def, you know, she's, her um, standard deviation isn't insane. It's not, you know perfect but so at least I have that to back me up because I think they they would absolutely assume that I'm running her super unhealthy low all the time with the A1Cs that we're seeing and so when you say you have lows sometimes what does that mean uh I I consider like a low low anything below 60 I mean we treat in the 60s but I don't start really looking at it you know until maybe it's below 60 and then, then, so if she's 65, will you like cut a base yes. back for a little yep. bit? Yes, right. exactly. Right. Yeah, it depends on what she's doing. I mean, if she's active, I'm going to test her and treat. Um, yeah. But if she's, you know, sitting around watching TV and she's 65 and steady, I'll just cut her basal off for a half hour. Let's talk about Dexcom now, but let's go back to those A1Cs and this historical list that I have here. And we're going to go right to where the podcast starts in 2015. But you understand that I made sure that I knew what I was saying before I came on the podcast and said it. So really, let's move these around a bit. I should really go back to 2013. January 2013, 7.4. Then all of a sudden, that summer, 6.5, 6.7, into 2014, 6.7, 6.2, 6.5, 2015. This is when the podcast starts. 5.9, 6.1, 6.0. It's getting interesting now, isn't it? 62, 60, and yesterday, 5.9. Four years of A1Cs between 6.2 and 5.6 at one point. We got a 5.6 in there, I think. How does that happen? Where do those decisions come from? It is directly from the information that I received from the Dexcom G5 continuous glucose monitor. I use that feedback to deliver insulin with the Omnipod in ways that make these A1Cs possible, in ways that keep away spikes and crazy lows, in ways that allow Arden to play softball all day long without a varying blood sugar. 
the information that comes back from the Dexcom is fantastic. I, we didn't even talk today about the share feature, about me being able to see what her blood sugar is right now, which by the way, she's at school and it's 90. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to find out more. Please keep in mind, these are my results and yours may vary, but you listen to the podcast, so you know what I mean. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Try it today. Well, the great thing about no one knowing when these are recorded in conjunction when they're listening to them is I can tell you that last night I saw this Facebook thread where people were just talking. They, they, there was countless frantic people in this Facebook thread. My, my kid's blood sugar is sitting at 85 and I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm like yelling, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. rejoice. Yes. <laughs> you won. Exactly. And she, you know, and she, well, I'm going to give him a juice box. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, and so these are people who have Dexcom who are looking at, who are looking at grass. Mm-hmm. It's been, st- it's been at 65 for two hours. And I was like, why are you not asleep? That's great. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm treating now and I'm treating, and then people just start coming on. My kids low, my kids low. Must've been 20 people in there. My kids low too. We're all up and they're low together. There was one person in the thread whose kid's blood sugar was actually low. Oh gosh. The rest of them were just in a panic about what I thought were like amazing. <laughs> You should have and chimed was, in. <laughs> well, there was part of me that started like, I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Yeah. I can't do this. I can't, what am I going to respond to each and every one of them and tell them they're wrong? That's not valuable. And how am I going to even, like, it's in writing. You can't have those discussions of writing. I could have called each one of them mm-hmm. and made them feel comfortable about it, I think. But but you couldn't. And so now I, I click away from that thread and now I'm like a little heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like because now there's 20 people who are going to keep thinking that 85 and 95 are bad blood sugars, and and they're going to continue on trying to drive their kids' blood sugar back up to 150 and 160 while they're sleeping, and you know I just I felt bad about it, and at the same time there's genuinely nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I do as much as I can do here, and and that's it. But it, it's just fascinating to see that you're like, Hey, 65, we could probably, we could probably get this to drift up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and when my daughter, like I said, upstairs yesterday morning, woke up, she was about 65. At one point she was 70, 72. I tested to make sure the CGM was, you know, right. Mm -hmm. And it, and it was, and at one point she was actually 75. I think when she said it said she was 69 and I was like, all right, so we, you know, she's fine. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Emma does not feel low until she's in the fifties. She feels fine at 65. And if she was having symptoms or something, excuse me, I would step in. But if she's fine and we're fine, then and she's not moving around too much, then we're good. You also, I mean, you don't want her blood sugar to be 65 forever. No. But for, you know, a little while to get it to come back up without driving it to 180, I mean, you know, that's fine. Uh, it's not just fine. It's fantastic. I use those, sometimes those 65, some kids use the gummy vitamins. Oh, Yeah. I used to do that for Arden too. I was like, this is a perfect time for a vitamin. Yay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, that'll move your blood sugar like just 10 points. Yeah. yeah I use like half a glucose tab. She really likes yeah. glucose tabs. I don't, I don't, they look awful to me, but she likes them. So I'll use like half or a quarter. Like it, right. yeah, she's pretty sensitive to carbs. So it usually does the trick. Yeah. Arden was uh, the other day at school. I was like half a juice and she drank half and she's like, I'm really thirsty. I was like, drink your water. Because 
she she just wants to finish the juice, and I'm like, nah, that'll make it's gonna do too much. Yep. you know, it's gonna it'll push your blood sugar too far. I told her if you if you finish drinking that juice, we're gonna need to bolus a little bit. And she's like, I'll just drink the water. <laughs> like, oh, all right, it's so hard to get kids to drink water. To be oh good. my gosh, I know. Her her head cold right now is keeping her blood sugar amazingly stable. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> it is really fantastic, actually. The last twelve hours, she's been between seventy and one ten. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. In 24 hours, there's been two spikes. One was 160. Okay. And one was, and one looks like it was 180. Okay. But they were very short-lived. Yeah. So. That's kind of my thing. When I look at my 24-hour graph, I'm always, I have my high uh, set at 140, and I don't want anything above 140, but if it is, I like to see that quick spike up and down, you know, yeah. where I get it back pretty quick, so. Which I believe my blood sugar is probably doing, too. So yeah, exactly. You know, so I think that that's fairly, um, you know, I think you're doing as well as you can in that situation, keeping things fairly trying to keep it even normal. Yeah. I guess normal for people who don't have diabetes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So you said you looked at you, so you found the podcast because you were searching for the word Omnipod in iTunes. Yep. You're very progressive. (laughs) Well, I've seen a lot. So I was, I'm always looking for podcasts. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so uh, did you end up with an Omnipod? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. And you're using, and you said you're using a glucose. Yep. We have Dex G5. Yep. Cool. Now, uh, any trouble getting it with your insurance? Not with insurance. I had to, um, kind of bully my way through it at the endo's office, but it was not a problem for me to basically tell them this is what's happening. You know, I'm not taking no for an answer. So um, she was on, let's see here. She was diagnosed mid-August and I uh, had her on a DEX by the first week in October and then Omnipod like by the third week in October. Hmm. And and what was the endos, um, what, what was the argument they gave you? It was the arbitrary, you know, we'd like you to be on MDI for six months to a year. So you really know how, you know, how to deal with it. And I just thought I'm dealing with this 24 seven. I really know how to deal with it. So, you know, let's move on. What does that mean exactly in a year from now when you're, when you're mental? Exactly. (laughs) When I'm so frustrated and burned out from not working. We'd like you to come into the office, not be able to make eye contact anymore, scratch your messages on the table instead of speaking, and then just cry and beg. When she gets to that, we'd love to get you. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny because the argument at one point was, well, you need to do it with MDI. You need to understand the shots Mm -hmm. because what if your pump stops working? Yeah. And what if your pump stops working at this point in America means the FedEx man will bring me another one at 8 (laughs) a.m. tomorrow morning? Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, there's a guy in a white truck shows up at my house. He's like, here you go. That's what that means. You know, I guess it could stop working on Friday. I might not get back till Monday. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it is really. Sarah, it's the pot roast story, okay? Which I'm not 100% sure if I've ever told on the podcast before. <laughs> I wrote about it in my book, right? So here it is. I'm going to tell it to you. Okay. Little girl and her mom are making a pot roast. The mom pulls the roast out. She cuts the ends off. She puts it in the pan. The little girl says, Mom, why did you just cut the ends off the pot roast? And the mom th- stops and she thinks about it and says, I don't know. My mom used to cut the ends off of our pot roast. You're going to have to go ask grandma. So the girl, little girl calls the grandmother up on the phone says, hey, I'm making a pot roast with mom. She cut the ends off the pot roast. She said, that's what you did. Why did you cut the ends off your pot roast? Why are we doing that? What's the purpose when we're cooking the pot roast? 
And the woman thinks, and she goes, I don't know. My mom used to do it, so I did it. So they trek to the old folks' home where 97-year-old grandmom's at, and she says, Grandmom, when you used to make pot roast, why'd you cut the ends off it? And the old lady stops, she thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks. She goes, oh, I had a really short pan. (laughs) So at some point, you don't know why the heck you're doing what you're doing, right? And you don't know who told you. They might not even have known why, and maybe it goes all the way back to, I don't know, and that's my point with the insulin pumps. Oh, you have to know MDI. What's the reason that happened first? Like, like forget the history of diabetes. Stop and look at it right now. Mm-hmm. There are insulin pumps that are now talking to glucose monitors and are making autonomous decisions about your insulin almost with very little input from you. People's able, you know, Medtronic's got theirs out now. I think they. I think it's user defined. I, I don't think you can user define the blood sugar. I think it, you, the target's like one twenty. Yep. There are more coming. Companies say their they their goal was to make the the blood sugar user defined. You know, all this stuff's going on. I, I'm about to interview. I don't know when in a week or so. Um, Omnipod CEO. We're going to talk about the Dash system. You know that they have coming. There's other companies that have stuff coming. There's all this stuff's going on. And you're and and they're busy in the office telling you, listen, here's two sticks and a rock. When you can make a fire with this, I'll give you a lighter. Yeah. You, you, you know, like, oh, how about if I just take the lighter now? What's the point? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, it's if there was a real point, people would be able to quantify it instead of just, well, we'd like to see you be able to. Why? No one finishes the sentence. We would like to see you be able to because. And then the because is just like, well, what if your pump breaks? Well, if my pump breaks, I'll get another one. Yes. You know, like, so we're now at the point where we're cutting the ends off the pot roast. Exactly. And we don't know what the heck we're doing it for anymore. Yeah. So and I think that's, that. that's what bothered me was that every time it just seemed like, well, this is the party line. This is what we're going with and deal with it. And then the why was never there. Uh, in the hospital, when they talked about continuous, they did talk about CGMs, mm-hmm. but they said, um, you know, there's uh, accuracy issues. And I think they were talking about Medtronic. Medtronic is really big. We're in Minnesota. Um, uh-huh. So I think they were talking about the end light, to be honest. But my first question as a totally new, out of nowhere, shell-shocked mom was, why don't these two things talk to each other? Right. You know, and, and I said, well, yeah, yeah, they will someday. But, you know, there's accuracy issues and we just we don't really recommend it. So... I def- oh, by the way, yeah. accuracy, accurate. Let's say, let's say that it was, because I, I, I love watching this argument online. There, every once in a while, someone loves to put up their Dexcom screen. Look at this. My blood sugar is 110, and I did a finger stick, and it says 90. This thing's way off. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, first of all, that's really close. Yes. And secondly, you know, with the FDA requirements for blood glucose meters, your meter could be way off. Mm-hmm. Your meter, it could, your meter might be not reading 110 correctly. Or maybe the Dexcom's off by 10 points and the meter's off by 10 points and your blood sugar's actually 100. Or how about people used to have to boil their urine to figure out what their blood sugar is and just shut up? Because, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yes. like, this is amazing. This stuff is amazing. And, and listen, I'm going to be very clear. I want the accuracy to be better. I want the companies to continue to work until I, every time I see a blood glucose test, I can tell whether it's from a Dexcom or this new Libra thing or a meter that it should be perfect. I hope they work towards perfect. No one's making that argument. My argument is if my blood sugar is 100 or it's 80 or it's 90 or it's 110 and this thing's telling me it's 90 and it's going up or it's going down. Isn't that really valuable information to have over not knowing at all? Incredibly valuable. Yeah. Right, right. And and 
it brings me back to when I think I wrote a blog post about it a long time ago. The day that I realized that I have to stop worrying as to whether or not this meter is right. Mm-hmm. It's a really strange statement to make. But at some point, this is the meter I had back then. And I have to base what I'm doing on something. Yeah. And if this thing's telling me her blood sugar is 50 and it's really 70, or if it's really 150 and it says it's 130, I can't, if I stop and think about that, I'll, I'm frozen. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So this is the world you live in. You got type 1 diabetes. That's not great, but it's not fixable. Mm-hmm. This is the best gear that's available. It's not always right. That's not great. But it is fixable, and they're moving towards better all the time. But for now, I don't get complaint. I can't. I can't fathom having the insurance or having the money, having the uh, the the opportunity, and then wanting to complain that it's off by fifteen points. Exactly. Because because it might not be. Yeah. Why, why do you randomly choose to, to trust one of the devices over the other? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. No, and none of this is, I mean, none of this is possible without it. So I, there's no way that we could do what we're doing without the decks. It, of course not. It would be impossible. And, and the number you're getting back, you know, which again is not the end all be all, but you're getting back an A1C that's giving you an indication that we're doing okay. You know, we're, we're about doing, forget okay. I'm doing about what I expect that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a ton of lows and I'm not seeing a ton of variability and my A1C is around where I expect it to be. This is going well. Yes. Yeah. Right? Anyone who's looking for specifics there, you're probably wasting your time. Yes. You know, no. yeah. you figured that out, a person who by nature would want it to be specific. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wanted the formula written out for me. Do this, do this, do this. And here's your good result. Um, but, you know. That's not the way diabetes goes and you have to stay fluid and you have to, it's, I finally get, you know, what you mean about it's the feel of it. It's not the, the science of it. Sarah, you are my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> like I said, I'm the groupie. <laughs> I literally, when I was having a tough time, we started the pump in um, October and her ratios were just not dialed in and everything was going crazy. And I took everything in my power not to like email you and say, I will pay you whatever you want to fly here for one week and help me figure this out. And you don't really have to fly anywhere. I've done it. Over I'm like, please, people. It's please. Not that hard. Yeah. So I, I mean, I re-listened to, I actually listened to a lot of the episodes before she got on the pump. And I mean, I got some concepts, but they meant a lot more after we got the pump. And then I thought, Oh, okay. Okay. We can oh, do this. Of yeah. It's vocab, vocabulary is the, 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 um, yeah, I'm reminded of my my son is 17, and I think he just verbally committed to a college to play baseball. Oh wow! So he's very excited. Yeah, and but he's been playing since he was a little tiny kid. And the first year he made his all star team, and he was six. And I it was the first time I sort of just dropped him off and got like way away from the field and just let him be there by himself a little bit. And when it was over, he got in the car, and I remember asking him like, "Hey, how'd it go?" And he's like, "It was good." Like he's still nervous, you could tell. And I was like, uh, Everything makes sense. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, everything's great. We're going to be great. And he's talking about how good they're going to be, six, you know. Yeah. And I said, anything you have questions about? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, the coach kept telling us to be aggressive. And I was like, right. And he goes, what's that mean? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then it took me a half an hour to explain aggressive. <laughs> you don't realize if somebody doesn't have context, words aren't easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so without the context, this kid didn't know and he's 
let's see, a bright enough kid. He doesn't know what, he didn't know what aggressive meant. I had to actually paint a picture of an animal attacking <laughs> another animal. And I was like, so what that first animal's doing is aggressive. Uh-huh. And, and he was like, oh. And then I painted six different pictures in, in, in his head. And then he was like, okay, I got it. Okay. So, so you're not in much of a different situation. People are talking about pre-bolusing and temp basils and all yeah. that stuff. And you're like, what? What does are you any t- of that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Because you didn't have context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and so temp I, basils meant nothing to me. I thought, you know, but now, I mean, I don't, she has one basil rate. I change it a lot. I change it maybe four or five times a day because I'm so reacting you, to what's happening. So you're, you're doing something that I think that's genius. So you're just setting a baseline basal rate, yep. and then you're making basal adjustments throughout the day with temporary basal. I am. Yep. I'm. I'm trying to be her artificial pancreas, basically. Yeah. Is, is anyone listening? How great Sarah is! Like <laughs> when you're hearing this, are you thinking to yourself, "I'm not trying hard enough. This woman's amazing." Because that's what I'm now thinking. You. I mean, but they said though. You. You say you don't think about diabetes much. I do. I mean, I'm still in that spot where I. You know, there's a no, there's sure. a big chunk of time here, and thankfully, I mean, I'm lucky enough to work part time. And, you know, so I've, I've dedicated a lot of time to this, but absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, no, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I I hope, I hope everyone understands that I don't mean like, I don't think about it all day long. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not burdened by it. Sure. Um, you know, I didn't, before we sat down 55 minutes ago, I did not look to see what Arden's blood sugar was. Okay. I actually looked while you were talking about, you said, I look at the decks a lot still. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Out of solidarity for <laughs> Arden's blood sugar. And Arden's blood sugar was 88. And that's when I talked to you about what her had been like because the head cold. It's amazing. It's keeping her blood sugar nice and steady. Um, and so I, I, when it was 88, I thought, hmm, I have to pre-bolus in like a half hour from now for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a text that said temp basal decrease 50% for a half hour. Mm-hmm. And she never saw it. And I still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so her blood sugar went to eighty three now. Okay. And I'm gonna. And so I have one more window here. I'm gonna try one more time. And if she doesn't see this, then I, I'm not gonna call her over this. Sure. Because all this all this really means is that her blood sugar is gonna be about seventy five when we pre bolus. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll extend the bolus out mm-hmm. over over a half an hour. So she'll get the insulin twenty minutes before she eats, but I'll put very little of it up front. Okay. So maybe it's pot if she's 75, oh, she just said okay. So maybe now I'll do something a little different. But let's say she's 75 in 25 minutes when I bolus her for before we do the pre-bolus. Mm-hmm. And I want her to have, let me think about her lunch. You ready? Two Oreo cookies, <laughs> an applesauce cup, a yogurt, a half of a bagel. The bagel only has butter on it, not anything else. I think there's also some veggie straws Mm. and hold on there was something else damn it's possible i don't remember what else was in there doesn't matter to me that sounds like about eight and a half units okay maybe nine maybe nine so whatever i end up doing if she's a little low i'll just say hey do eight and a half units here extend do 10 percent now and the rest over a half an hour so that by the time 20 more minutes passes She's really going to have over two thirds of the insulin in already. Mm-hmm. Some some of it's going to be more active than other parts of it, and so as all that insulin's kind of coming online as the food goes in, we should get a nice steady bounce. I, if if anything goes wrong, the extent of go wrong will be 
around 11.55, she'll be 65 diagonal down. And then the next reading the Dex takes, I guarantee she jumps up to 73. Yeah. I would, I, I, I am so confident of that. I can't even begin to tell you how confident of that I am. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so you will, but that's only because it's happened so much. Yeah. It's as confident. Listen, I was also incredibly confident yesterday when my wife and I decided to clean out the garage together that at some point I was going to do something to really piss her off. <laughs> and so, and that was with 20 minutes of uh, 20 years worth of uh, data coming back to me that told me that I was going to piss her off while we were cleaning the oh. garage. And let me just tell you, Sarah, I did it. I absolutely was able to do it. You were right. <laughs> you called it. <laughs> I mean, how could I not? Exactly. Really, really. It's, so, so seriously, it's just. And so, when I say I don't think about it, I mean, I guess I am. I am thinking about what I'm going to give her. But if I wasn't talking to you, I would just have that thought in the time between her texting and saying, "It's she'll she'll text me pre bolus." And if I need time to think about it, I'll cheat by going hi because that buys me one extra text. <laughs> Uh, right, and if I don't need to think about it, I'll just start typing what to do. Yeah, her, our our interaction together will be three back and forth texts. It'll take about thirty seconds. Oh wow, and, and that's I, amazing! I know. I yeah. we're not there yet. I I I manage well, well it. I manage it at school through the nurse. So I actually text back and forth with the nurse to do stuff because she's just Emma's just kind of a. She's a real smart little girl. She's a little flighty, though, you know, and but she doesn't want to go to the nurse. So I'm, I've been talking to her about what you guys do. And she's in second grade this year, and I'm kind of shooting for third. But I just I want to get there with the texting. That's reasonable. That's when Arden started third grade. Okay. So, yeah. And, and it was it was a necessity thing for us because we were I've talked about this a long time ago. We got lucky. Arden's second grade teacher loved her class and petitioned the school to move up with them all to third grade. Oh, wow. And because that happened, she had trial and error too. She didn't even realize. And she, so she gets Arden in the third grade and she says, Hey, Arden's behind in math. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's like, So, you know, we're trying to decide what to do. And then she emails me a week later and she says, I just realized that last year in second grade, I would hand out the math worksheet. Arden's alarm would go off. She'd get up leave the class and go to the to the nurse's office. Hmm. You'd give her insulin or check her blood sugar. It was just a check, right? You would check her blood sugar or whatever. She'd come back. She was never gone long, five, 10 minutes. And then she'd sit down and do her math. And she said, but now what, with, with hindsight, I realized Arden missed the math e- e- uh, lesson every day. I always did it at the same time and she was always gone at the same time. Oh, yeah. And, and she's like, so we can get this fixed. I'll, I'll take care of it on this end. I know what to do. And I said, okay, and Arden's fine in math now. Mm-hmm. But, but, but had, had she not moved up with her, then the next teacher would have been like, hey, your kid doesn't know math. Mm-hmm. And it would have had nothing to do with her math skills. And, and we w- I, it never would have made me think this. Why am I sending my kid to the nurse? Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to stop doing that. Yeah. Like, what, right. Because, because, and I've said it here a million times before, if your kid didn't have diabetes and I said to you, Hey Sarah, 50 minutes broken out over the entire day. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? I said, Hey Sarah. And my phone thought I said, Siri. Siri. Uh- <laughs> All right. Uh, Siri, I don't need you. Siri, I, I don't need you. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> 
No, that's it, buddy. Let's let's give it up. Here we go. So I never would have. That was weird. I'll try not to say "Hey, Sarah" again. Um, but but so had that not happened, it wouldn't have put me into that mindset of, "Wow, it's five minutes here, it's ten minutes here." Then I started thinking of all the times a day she was gone for five minutes, and I thought we have to stop this because if I said to you, you know, "Hey, your daughter who doesn't have type one diabetes, we're going to pick." 50 minutes a day, we're going to split it up into seven-minute increments, and we're just going to pull her out of class, mm-hmm. and then we'll stuff her back in. You'd say, no, no, you're not. Yeah. You, you know, but then when you say, well, she's got diabetes, so we have to, and then everybody goes, oh, okay, well, she has diabetes. Oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly yeah. what we see at school, too. It's like, well, when I say, you know, I want her to do this or that in the class, and they don't they don't fight me on it, but they the nurse always says, well, it doesn't take that long for her to come down here, and I'm thinking, add it up, you know, add it up over a few times yeah. a day. It, it's, you know, and as the schoolwork, it's harder. It's going to be more important that she stays in class. So yeah. I got her, um, her phone and we're actually getting her the new, uh, Apple watch with LTE. Oh, cool. So I got that written into her 504 this year too. So I'm nice. good to go. I can't get Arden to wear that. She doesn't care. Oh, <laughs> Sam wants the, yeah, she wants all the tech and everything, but the, the challenge will be for her to not uh, mess with it. Cause you know, that she wears her phone in one of those belts around her waist. Okay. Um, but when it's on her wrist, uh, we'll see if, if she can manage to not mess with it too much. Yeah. It's it, it. And that is, ends up being person to person. Like Arden doesn't care. So like when we had an Apple watch at one point, my, I think my wife won one or something. And I said, well, Arden can use it. And we eventually sold it because Arden was just like, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> like, like, so we sent her to like a football game. Like, like her and her little friends wanted to go to the football game at the local high school. And the girl, the younger girls just all get into a pack and giggle at the boys and run around the outside of the football. <laughs> and so I said to my wife, I'm like, A, it's Friday night. I'm exhausted. B, it's cold. C, I don't want to go over there. And so I was like, I said, so she wants to go. That's cool. So I, I remember saying to her at the time when we had the watch, I said, here, we'll put this watch on. And that way, and she's like, I'm not. And her friend goes, I'll wear it. <laughs> so, so her friend wore the watch, and she watched her blood sugar while Arden messed around. Oh, I love it. I love because it. Not, I don't know that Arden, I get what you mean about flighty. I think if I could tell you, I don't think it's bad. I think it's exactly what I intended. Yes. But Arden doesn't really think of herself as a person with diabetes most of the time. Yes. So when you need her to, like this morning, I said, hey, I don't want to bum you out. I said, but just remember, stay hydrated. It's easy for a person with type 1 to end up in the hospital when they're sick. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, no, really listen to me. She goes, I'm listening to you. And I was like, okay. I said, so try to drink some more water. And she goes, all right. And we're walking out into the garage. And I said, are you going to drink more water today? And she goes, probably not. <laughs> At least she's honest. That was honest. And so, uh, you know, okay, I get you. But but she's also, like, incredibly diligent. Like, she got up. She was really beat yesterday. I heard her say a thousand times, I'm not well. <laughs> like, she, would just keep, she would just keep making an announcement from under a blanket. Aww. And so this morning I said to my wife, I'm like, Kelly, let's just let her stay home. But at 8 o'clock she woke up. I get a text. And she's like, why would you not wake me up for school? Why would you shut my alarms off? And I was like, oh, I thought you might want to sleep in and help you feel better. And she's like, I need to go to school. She's like, I don't want to fall behind. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, so, so far I've only missed art. But if I can get there by 8.20, I can get there for my first class. And she ran her – I mean, she went out – she she – she looks like a homeless hooker right now. She's in like her hair's going in sixteen different directions. She's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. But she ran out of the house oh, because she she was like, I gotta, I have to get there. Yeah. And yet I I don't think of her like that. Mm-hmm. She's not she's not a kid who's like, oh my grades, my grades, my grades. She just she's responsible. Yeah. You, you know. And so I was like, okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, 
when I tell you that I am slowly passing diabetes off to Arden, it is happening at a, at a slow pace. It will, it'll, I, my expectation is one day she'll just look at me and say, I don't need your help. Yeah. And that's what I, I hope. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, obviously I manage it completely for her. It is the last thing on her mind, which is actually kind of a beautiful thing yeah. for a seven year old. Um, but she knows, you know, if she goes to a friend, we got to be texting. We do the, the texting thing at friend's house, but I'm very much of the mind that I'm going to do all of this for her until she doesn't want me to anymore. I don't want to, I, I mean, she's already learning things that, you know, by just absorption, by osmosis, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I have no intention of looking at her one day when she's 14 or whatever arbitrary age and saying, well, now it's yours. A bell, a bell rang. Yep. It's your turn. Your Here. turn now. <laughs> and by the way, I also want to say for people who are listening who's, who took a different tactic, I don't think you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like this is just how it occurred to me. I do know people who are like, here, you're nine, you're old enough, figure this out. And the kids are, you know, they have A1Cs and the eights or the nines, but they, they can see their kids learning it. It's getting better. And for them, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They, that's how they want to do it. I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. But it also, my life, like you said earlier, lends itself to this a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like I'm at work right now. Yep. I'm doing. Listen, here's the day, Sarah. After the we're done recording. By the way, I must really like you because I've never even mentioned that we're over time. Oh. So we can be phone. We can be phone buddies. Awesome. Because I'm enjoying this conversation. So, um, and please, anyone else who I remind that we're coming up on an hour that doesn't mean. <laughs> Like, I should have never said that. Uh, but, but today, basically, my day is this. After this, I'm going to make a loaf of bread. I'm going to go to the bank. And I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to vacuum the floor. I'm going to do some laundry. My life's not – I'm not at work. Like there's not somewhere I have to be at a certain time. It's easier for me to say things like, we, I take care of it. And then we did it together. And now it's going to her a little bit. And yeah. the other day – you know, and so that's lucky for me. But the other day we were in the car and I said uh, – you know, her, her Dexcom beeped, which means she was going, she went over 130. And I said, Hey, check your blood sugar. And she goes, why? And I was like, did you not hear the beeping? And she goes, what? And I was like, okay, so it just beeps. So look at your blood sugar. So she looked and I think it was just 135 diagonal up. And I decided right then and there, I wanted her to have 0.6 units. Mm -hmm. And so I said, what do you think? And she goes, she shows it to me. It says 0.6. I'm like, that's what I was thinking. And I was so firm and I was like, oh my God, she's really got this. And I said, how'd you come up with that? She goes, I just pushed the button and then let go. <laughs> I was like, so you weren't thinking 0.6? She goes, I was thinking a half. And oh, I was like, well, okay, yeah. close enough. Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Plus, by the way, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Like, it's, all, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, um, we have dabbled with a DIY closed loop so far. And we did that in the summer. And honestly, it just, the, the main struggle I had with it was the tubing. We started on Omnipod. She's an active kid. And I put this old Medtronic pump on her and she looked at me like I had three heads. Like, why, why are you doing this to me? Am I being punished? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's going to be better. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I mean, and it was really a really cool system to watch work. And I'm really excited for, you know, when, when Omnipod. what's coming, you know, with Omnipod and everything, but it's just, I can't overstate how important it is for her not to have that tubing on her. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. I'm going to start putting the ads right into the show. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm not even going to split the ads just up. Anymore. Work them in. I'm going <laughs> to let you talk and then I'm going to save the, uh, the link. Afterwards. Um, <laughs> Okay, so it has been like an hour and ten minutes. Okay, uh, but you were fantastic. Thank um, you. 
I think it goes without saying that I was fantastic. We don't have to go through that. <laughs> I just, I'm just joking. Uh, I really appreciate you just being willing to come on and say, this really worked for me, mm-hmm. you, you know, so that other people can hear you say that. Um, and so for anyone who's listening who, you know, try, please, please try. You know, like I, I think you could get to a spot where I think you can hear in Sarah's voice that only a year into diagnosis, 13 months, she is not, she is not one of those people who is scrambling around right now, just out of her mind. She's, she's quickly and thoughtfully growing towards something. And, and I think that's uh, really, really kind of amazing. So yes. I appreciate you coming on. I really do. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I was a little nervous, but I thought, well, the most valuable conversations that you had, you know, for me is conversations with the other parents. So if there's anything that I could talk about that would help someone else, I was more than willing to do it. So I, well, I appreciate that. You should also know too, that I talk to plenty of people who don't, aren't kids, who aren't parents, mm-hmm. you know, or like adults. These, the conversations are valuable for every, you hear something in every one of them that, that, that relates to you. Mm-hmm. Where you go, oh, I hadn't considered that. Or yeah, that's how I feel too. And now there's a comfort in that, that, you know, you're, you're not by yourself or that you're maybe incorrect about your feelings about things. Cause you hear other people having similar yeah, it ends up being all it is, right? Is that mm-hmm. somebody else says, "Oh, that happens to me," and you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, then that must be right." Yes. Because you know, be, and meanwhile, there's the concept of right is sort of ridiculous, but it, it is helpful when someone else says it. Well, know? yeah. I mean, the to be able to hear you talk about it and say, "Hey, give it a try. It'll be fine. Go ahead," as opposed to reading about it in a book. I mean, there's just there's really no comparison. So, um, I think the medium really kind of helps. Uh, drive home the point that you hear people doing it and hey look nothing nothing bad happened so go ahead and give it a shot yeah I really do agree I like I said I've I think I've seen my blog be helpful over the last decade Mm -hmm. but but not as there are points where my blog reached more people than this podcast reaches Mm -hmm. and it wasn't I did not hear back from people the way I hear back from people with this yeah so um, so it really is my goal is to just hopefully to, you know, get the podcast onto more ears and, and hopefully more people like you have more experiences like yours, because there are 20 people in a Facebook group yesterday who all really could, would have really been beneficial. It would have been beneficial for them to hear what you said today. Yeah. So I, ho- I hope they do. Uh, so spread the word, everybody. Tell a friend. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you so much, Sarah. All right. Will you hold on for a second so I can say goodbye? Also? Sure. Um, will do. Thanks. Was Sarah not terrific? Of course she was. I actually think this was a really fun listen. I hope you did too. Thank you very much to Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring the Juicebox podcast. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or the links in your show notes or the links at juiceboxpodcast.com to find out more. I have nothing else to say. There'll be another episode next week. I felt like there was more to say, but now I'm sitting here and I think, I don't think there is. Well, okay then. I guess we're done. Music and then silence. Have a good day.